Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! Acelera Williams, tiene el primer 10, escapa a la 20, a la 10, touchdown, Damien Williams. Oh, Damien Williams peut être plié l'affaire avec oh, cette course qui va jusqu'au touchdown. Damien Williams runs to immortality in Chiefs Kingdom. Get ready to welcome your champions. Hello and welcome back to the Arrowheads of Raw podcast. Um, I'm Owen and I'm going to be hosting tonight alongside Neil. Hello. And Duncan. Hello. Not so lovely this week. I know I had the uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the lovely, um, I think that's because it was Tom, now it's Duncan. Not not so lovely. I'm just oh, joking. Oh, that's It was a, another, another big win for uh, the Chiefs uh, against a divisional rival this week. Um, after winning against the Buffaloes on the road, uh, against the Buffaloes, against the Bills on the road, who then uh, went into uh, Denver and beat the Broncos. Uh, it was quite a big win. Uh, what do you guys think of it? Denver aren't very good, are they? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was another clinic, really, of how to put away bad teams. I'm not sure what more I can say about it, to be honest. No, I think, uh, like you say, I think we... I mean, I was asking you guys, I think, in like, the WhatsApp group, I was like, I don't, like, are we playing well? Because I don't know. Cause We're I playing well enough. Like, well, exactly. And I think that special, special teams awesome. The defence was awesome. And I think that we're so conditioned to seeing Mahomes and the offence just taking off, doing otherworldly things, that when that doesn't happen, we kind of tend to go, ooh, are we, do, are we playing well? And... All you need to do when you've got two inches of snow on the ground, at a divisional rival, is play well enough. And I think we, I think we were good enough. Take the win, go back home. Going back to the DVOA from last week, we're the number one ranked offense in the league. So even though it doesn't look like we're playing well, we're playing well. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a weird. It was a weird win. I mean, obviously the scoreboard, it, it, it's a blowout. I mean, forty-three to sixteen is, is, is a big win for us, as far as the score uh, score goes. Um, it, it was strange though. I didn't particularly love the way the Chiefs played. Um, it was it was another one of those games where, like, like you said, Duncan, we didn't really impress. We didn't blow blow anyone uh, anyone away. We didn't dominate except for the Denver. Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you, you but, say that, but you t- take away the fourteen points from. Uh, the pick six and Byron Pringle, and we've still absolutely walloped them. Yeah, you know, it just it's, didn't it's... seem like it watching the game. It it, it felt like I, I don't know. I don't know why the game it didn't it, the Chiefs didn't impress me this much. It it just it, it seemed it seemed like a strange win. I mean, defensively we played we played really well. Um, the pick six. I mean, Tyria Matthews' inception was was a bit of a dare I say lucky because it kind of bounced off the receiver's hands a little bit straight into him. Um, Daniel Sorensen's uh, pick six was great. I mean, it was pressure from Hitchens, I believe, wasn't it? On Locke, um, who kind of had to get the ball away quickly because of because of Hitchens, I think. I mean, there's um, there's like, a positive for a start. Mentioning a linebacker, not something, <laughs> yeah, you know, not something we do very often, but they played well. Uh, not Willie in Gay. a negative yeah. sense. No, yeah. Willie Willie Gay got a lot of snaps. 
yes. as well. You know, yeah, so... and he did play well as well, Willie Gay. He, he think, had a, yeah. I mean, numerous pass defences, and and some of them were were athletic effort, efforts as well. I mean, he was jumping up off the, like jumping quite high to get those um, balls batted down. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good game from him. Um, I, th- yeah, I think I'm... another thing that we've spoken about in the, in the WhatsApp group is whether or not we're enjoying this season as much as, as other seasons. And I think there's lots of reasons why it's been different, should I say. But I think in the main, there's a lot of teams playing down to their opposition this year and just squeaking past not good teams. Like the the middle of the league, it's just a, it's just a big bunch of mostly average, below average teams kind of all playing at, playing at the lowest level. And I think that's one thing the Chiefs didn't do on Sunday was play down to the Broncos level. You know, especially on the defence. They kept they kept the, the effort up, they kept the the performance levels up. There was no kind of letting off, I don't think. So I think in that regard, um even though we didn't necessarily get the offence moving, I don't think I've got many complaints or concerns from from Sunday. I mean, as long as we keep winning, I I I won't have any complaints either. Um, it, like I say, it wasn't the prettiest game. I didn't particularly enjoy it as much. I have done some other Chiefs victories. I'm not, I'm not. I'm again. I'm, I'm not sure why it just didn't seem like the most comfortable game. Um, but yeah, as long as we keep winning and we keep putting away opponents like we like we are, then then there won't be too many complaints from me. <laughs> you think that we? Oh, it's a while ago now, but when we we did the kind of pre-season type thing, I think. I mean, I know injuries have changed a lot of the outlook for for many teams, and the Broncos are kind of at the pointy end of that. But I think we were kind of all of the opinion that the Broncos had a bit of something and may at least keep mm-hmm. the Chiefs honest this season. Yeah. And if that's the best they've got, um, I mean, it's four in a row at the moment, but God knows how many we'll get if that's the best the division's got to put up against us. I saw on Twitter after the game that there were some three UK-based um, Broncos fans um, were doing like a live video chat, and they they were chatting away about how they're still in with a chance for a wild card spot. I was like, "Lads, you're having a laugh. There's no way you're getting a wild card <laughs> spot. Like you're you're fourth in the division, comfortably. Like if you were picking the Raiders." played as well and beat us. Um, the Chargers played as well and lost in overtime, and since then Herbert has gone on to get better and better and looks potentially a very good quarterback. And then you've got Denver with Drew Locke. I'm sorry, Denver fans, but you're just not very good. Yeah, I certainly thought that uh, the Broncos would be uh, our biggest competition in 2020. I mean, everyone everyone was... Uh... Yeah, me too. Uh, including myself was jumping on the uh, Drew Lock bandwagon, but he just hasn't seemed to to perform as as as, well as we thought. And obviously, Justin Herbert um, just won the Rookie of the Month as well um, for October. And the Chargers are playing well. The Raiders are playing really well. I mean, they're are they are they at fifty percent now? Are they yeah, they're thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, um, they're they're playing a lot better than expected. And and the Broncos just haven't lived up to it. Uh, and Sunday night proved it. I mean, the scoreboard shows. So I was, um, I think I was. I assume these guys that you, you saw Neil were the same guys that Brad and I did a, a thing with their pre-game and yeah. I mean they're they're pretty bullish on, on Drew Locke to be fair and I mean f- fine it's their quarterback and you know um, 
you've got to you've got to be positive or whatever. But they, I was asking them, can't remember if it was on the show or, or after we'd finished. Kind of, is it a bit of a free punt this year, given coronavirus and all the nonsense that that you know the, the turmoil that brings and. Um, given Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, the juggernaut, you know, kind of, you're not expected to win the division, so kind of, or even really challenge hard. So is that kind of a, a free a free hit almost at doing well? And they said there's huge, huge pressure on Denver to do well. Because I think that if they don't make the playoffs this year, will they be the first team ever to then go something like, five, it'll be five or six years since they won the Super Bowl without making the playoffs? First Ooh. team's ever done that. Really? That's, that's, yeah, that's, I, yeah, I didn't know. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure there to do well. So um, I think there's a lot of changes coming there as well. I mean, I, I think that the general consensus is that John Elway's for the door, whether it's his, his own volition or or not. I'm not I'm not up on the ins and outs of that, but um, I'm not sure that um, there's a lot of confidence there. Um, whether it's blind faith or not, I don't know. But you look at Drew Luck's uh, stats, right? 55% completion rate, one touchdown and four interceptions, and a quarterback rate in a 63. That's not good. There's, there's no easy way of packaging no. that up to say anything other than that's not very good. No, I quite like, I quite like Drew Locke's swagger. Like, yeah, but the, you got to back it up with well, something. Well, this is the thing, right? <laughs> when he was, when the, the swagger's Baker Mayfield has swagger, but it doesn't mean he's good. <laughs> So the the thing where Drew Luck was obviously he's um, Kansas City um, local. Yes, he's native, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he was saying that what like some, I think someone asked him how he walks about downtown KC. He says, well, he just sticks his Broncos jersey on and fronts up, and I quite like that. But I very much doubt he's wearing it this week. No, <laughs> I very much doubt he's wearing it this week. But they're, yeah. they're almost in the situation where they come to the end of the season. They've got a top five pick. And then you go in, do we draft another quarterback in the first round? And say, sorry, Drew, but you're not going to be the guy. It's We keep going back to the, oh, sorry, we I keep going back to the Chargers and Tyra Taylor at the start of the season. You're playing in the division with Patrick Mahomes. You need a quarterback. And as far as the Chargers were going, that clearly wasn't going to be Tyra Taylor. You had to play Herbert to find out what you've got. As far as Denver are going, you've played Drew Locke, you've found out what you've got, it's not good enough to beat Patrick Mahomes, it's not even good enough to lace his boots. So you're going to have to draft again this year and kind of say, sorry Drew, it didn't work. The Raiders have got Carr, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> they're they're going to need to draft a quarterback before long if they're going to compete in the division. It's, ju- it's just how it is, it's a quarterback driven league, you know, you have to have someone. Yeah. I wonder if there'll be a lot of eyes looking towards kind of Arizona and what they did where they, they took Rosen yeah. and he yeah. bust he bust out and then early doors they decided that they wanted Cliff Kingsbury and early doors he decided that he wanted Kyler Murray and yeah. so it all, all pointed to the coach and getting the quarterback that he wanted to work with you know rather than just shooting darts or you know hoping that you luck out on someone kind of no no real method to that I mean look at I mean really since since the kind of Mahomes Deshaun Watson Lamar Jackson since that kind of couple of drafts where 
a lot of good quarterbacks came out. Has there really been anyone picked that high that's that's really impressing? Uh, not yeah. yet. No, Her- Herbert's looked good so far. Tua Tua Glover starts for the Dolphins this week. He was drafted high for a reason. Like he was going to be the number one pick before he screwed his hip up. So yeah. if he's healthy, he could be. But they'd they'd probably be the two you'd count on. I mean, I just I just wonder if you're. I mean, I don't know how much it's just internet talk, or whatever the guy is saying that um, Trevor Lawrence might not go to the Jets. He might, he might refuse them. I quite how that works logistically uh, these days. I know it's happened before. I'm not sure, but I, don't know. I mean, look at. I mean, another thing that works in the. I mean, to to bring it around as homers, right? That works in the Patrick Mahomes kind of. They talk about the Mahomes model. Do you sit behind a veteran or whatever, whatever? He came into a team that was a good team with a winning record. Mm-hmm. You know, we traded up to get him. You're, we're not a team going 2-14 and 14 in absolute shambles with a coach that's just been fired or whatever, you know, or some coach has his first job in the pro ranks or, you know, whatever it would be. And then you bring in the, the number one draft quarterback and expect a 22-year-old boy to carry a whole franchise. You it's, look at how Burrow's going in Cincinnati. Like, I mean, he was number one pick and he was expected to be, like, the next great thing. And he's done all right, but he's found it difficult. But yeah. that's because he's surrounded by people in Cincinnati who aren't very good at what they do. I have liked what Burrow's been doing, though, in, in Cincinnati. I don't think he's been playing too badly for, for the pieces around him. I mean, he has got, what, like, is it four consecutive 300-yard passing Games and he he led the the, the Bengals to a like a game tying drive in week one only to have their kicker like miss the field goal and then he did it again I think last week he he, he drove mm-hmm. for for a game winning uh, drive as well um I, I don't know I, they're not impressing the Bengals as a whole but I think Joe Burrow Burrow is I mean it, it, he's hamstrung by what's around him yeah, exactly that 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 proves my point that you can't just you can't just tank get one guy in. And no. all of a sudden expect to ride off into the championship game yeah, yeah, because no. you've got some superstar quarterback. And I think that that, that theory's flawed. You need, to have, you need to have a plan and something else around it. You need to tank and get a shitload of draft picks for your good players that you've got and then start again with rookie contracts, as many of them as you can manage, and then you've got cap room to, to kind of manoeuvre with uh, and get some kind of key free agents that you actually want to grow with the quarterback. As far as Denver go, get rid of John Elway, get rid of the coach, get rid of Drew Locke, and just start again. If they're going to be drafting top five, you need general manager and a head coach and a new quarterback, and just like blow that bit up. Because the rest of their offense, if you look, Sutton, when he's healthy, is good. Fant, uh, Judy, you know, they've got the make, they've got the startings of a good offense there, but you've got to have the quarterback. So do you think complete self combust restart hit the restart button with Denver just with, with the top end there with the general manager head coach mm. Elway's proven he's a shit general manager <laughs> I, I don't think there's any doubt <laughs> fair, about that fair. his okay. his um, analysis of quarterbacks for someone who was a good quarterback himself is pretty shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again I go back to my point from earlier it's a quarterback driven league you have to be able to evaluate a quarterback you have to get one in a good one at that or at least one that fits your system. 
And then you've got to have a head coach who can coach him. So going back to Arizona, Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, like they brought in Kingsbury and the coding they brought in Kingsbury to coach Kyler Murray. And yeah. Yeah. they've done a very good job of it so far. You know, they beat the Seahawks the other night, they're whatever that five was and a great game, five and way, two, wasn't. something like that. Five and three maybe no, five mm. and two. In in a loaded NFC West as well. Um, Absolutely, I mean, yeah. Uh, is it all four teams have five wins or no, the no, 49ers, 49ers have four, yeah. I think. Yeah, the th- the, they've the all got winning records, wins. though. They've Crazy. all got winning records. Yeah, such a good division this year. Um, and the Cardinals are playing so well in it. I, I'm really liking Arizona this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got a great duo between Kingsbury. Because they, they, he coached uh, Murray in, in college, right? Yeah. Yeah, they've got a great thing going on there. But I, I think with Denver, like, they have skill positions. They have Sutton, they have Fant, they have Judy. They just need a quarterback to get it to them, and they need some protection for him. Like mm. that that's kind of so it's not a complete blow up it's a blow up of your coaching and your managing because you've got some pieces in place already but your quarterback just isn't good enough yeah yeah that's fair enough i mean i i i i'm not completely sold on drew lock yet i mean he has obviously dealt with some injuries this year as well um and it's it's a weird i i feel like everything that happens in the season there'll be a, some form of asterisk there because of everything that's going on in the world um, so yeah, I'm not completely sold on Luck at, at, at the moment. I feel like there's there is still some potential there, but I mean, if he continues the way he's going, there's like something needs to change. That's that's for sure. But I don't know if it's completely selling on him just yet. Um, I think that they, they might have some more time to try and figure figure things out. Got about nine games. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't good enough to obviously overcome the Chiefs. Um, like we've talked about, um, and it was it was a, a solid debut for our, our newly acquired running back Le'Veon Bell. And what do you guys think of, of his performance in in his first game as a chief? Uh, pass marks, I think, yeah. did everything yeah. that you would you would want him to. I mean, for someone that's, I guess, with the the quarantine, he's only actually been around the guys for a couple of days uh, before the game. Um, I think he did enough. To make you think that there's there's uh, um, reason for optimism. Mm. Yeah, yeah, six definitely. carries for thirty nine yards. Yeah, and then some really... of the nice plays as well. He had some nice yeah. uh, nice moves, some nice shakes. Um, yeah, I, I like the way he looked. Obviously, he's not going to blow people away because he's got a balance the field as well with 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 Clyde, who also had a great game. Um, he played he played reasonably well. Um, so yeah, it, it, I think it's a good debut for for him as a chief. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does in his offense. I think I read somewhere that I mean, we're about to speak about the Jets, but nothing that happens in the Jets in the last couple of years is any real yardstick to to go by. But did he have something like one carry over sixteen yards in his whole time with the Jets? And he had really? two on had two on debut with the Chiefs. Wow. You know, it's um, I, th- I think there's enough there to. The concern is: is he gassed? And on the basis of a bit part in one game, no, he's not. Yeah, agree yeah, I agree. Yeah, I feel like we we we, we can get some good use out of him. I don't think he's as he's as washed up as people think he think he is. I think it was just. I mean, the the Jets weren't weren't the best organization, and they're certainly not one of the <laughs> certainly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in the in the lower half. Understatement of the year goes to Owen. <laughs> well, I mean, I. I uh, we, we spoke about football players knowing other football players and I don't know as much about football as Andy Reid and, or Chris Jones uh, 
And they've both said that they're good. They're a good team this week. So, <laughs> who are we to judge? Professional gutsy. Exactly. I think. That, yes. Exactly. Yeah. So obviously we do come up against the Jets. Uh, Levy and Bell's uh, former team uh, next week, and we're playing at home as well. We're back at home, which is which, which is nice to see. Um, how do you expect this? I mean, I'm laughing whilst I say it, but how do you expect this Jets <laughs> game to go this week? For the Chiefs? Um, comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I would agree. I'm not massively looking forward to it. We've just been speaking about how um, games where you just take one team and slap them about aren't really that much fun to watch. You know, are we going to get half an hour of Chad Henney? Um, I, I, I don't know like I say com- a comfortable win would be fine um, I don't care if we don't score 60 points um, at the end of the day if we score 60 and whoever our RB4 or 5 is gets a touchdown at the end have we really learned anything extra about the team or not? I don't think we'll learn anything about the team this week. No. Yeah. And I kind of hope we don't as well, because I want to save our surprises for, for the games when we need them. Um, as long as long as Le'Veon Bell gets some of that, some of his anger out against his former team, uh, and we come away with the win, I'm, 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 I'm not too, no. I'm not too bothered about how, how much we, 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 we win by. Um, Whatever Paddy Powers are offering on the over-under on Le'Veon Bell rushing, I am taking the over. Yeah. <laughs> they, they haven't got the odds up yet. They don't tend to do it until like a day before or Friday, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I will be taking the over on Le'Veon Bell. So we're, we're somewhat like 20-point favourites or something like that? 20.5-point Yeah, we're, we're down to 19.5 now. Are we? Yeah. Whoa. Getting twitchy in the Ladbrokes office, are they? <laughs> I guess there's been some money because I mean nineteen and a half is a big, big spread. I mean that like, must be. I mean, what you've got is the arguably the best team in the league against the, the worst team in the league. Right? So that has at the best team in the league's ground. So that has yeah. to be that has to be the biggest spread of the season, you'd imagine. Yes. I mean, I was looking at the um, the sort of stats before the before the podcast started. Um, the Chiefs are currently fifth in points per game. Uh, with 31.1. Can anyone guess where the Jets are? <laughs> Last. And how many points do you reckon they put up a game? Um, how many are they scoring a game? 12. Oh. 0.1 under. They're 12.1 a game. So, yeah, that is an incredibly <laughs> incredible guess, Neil. That's great. Um, yeah, 12.1 on the season. So, yeah, we outscore them by about 29 points if you look at the, the average over the first seven games which is just insane. And in the last three games, they have 6.7 per game. 10, which, not and 10. Yeah, just just doesn't bode well um, for is them. There, anyway. Is there a danger that we're overconfident? I mean, what is this? Is there any element of this being a trap game whatsoever? No. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> they're, that, they're that bad. Sorry, no. Yeah, I don't know. I I really can't. I mean, if, I, I know we, we, do... we were extremely confident before the Raiders, uh, and and that ended up biting us in the arse a little bit. But I, I don't know. The Jets just aren't the Raiders, which is weird saying. No. But the, the the Jets are just considerably and comfortably, I think, the worst team in the league. Yeah, and I think uh, they are, um, is they are, they're 
leading receiver. He's injured. I think I saw today. Yes, he is. Really. Um, it was I, think two, I think they're top two receivers, are both on the injury report. And we've we've got their best rusher. Yes. Um, <laughs> Frank Gore, who's about 150 years old, is now <laughs> their best rusher. Their their best defensive back plays for Seattle. The, their best rusher averages 44 <laughs> yards a game. They had they have they had six yards of offense in the second half last week. Oh, God. you have to try hard to get that right. It's not easy. That is not an easy thing to achieve. Mm. No, I mean, it's uh, this is it's not. I mean, it's it's, it's, not, it's not much fun to just shit on them like this, is it? Because like, it's not... yeah. I think I think Chad Henney Henney had more yards in the second half when he came in against. Was it? He, he did come in against the Broncos, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he did. Are, yeah. Are we going to talk about my incredible yes. prediction? Hands up if you predicted that, Duncan. Two hands up. <laughs> two hands up. That was awesome because I, 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 I tweeted out uh, something like, uh, "What's the bet on Chad Henney running and in wagging his finger in a Drew Lock style?" When he, now, to be fair, he didn't. He didn't wag his finger. I think he had two hands white knuckling the ball just in case it um, yeah. it slipped out. But because um, I mean that was just it just shows how much the Chiefs have got in the locker that they can just dial up that that Chad Henney can saunter in here and he looked so excited oh he was so pleased yeah, <laughs> really yeah. Quite, I was quite, I was chuffed for him mm, yeah me too uh, it was obviously the, the game was already sealed I actually saw a, a stat earlier on ESPN um, in the, the so ESPN have like a win probability I think a lot of a lot of sites do it as well um, for all their games um, and in the second quarter with five minutes left they said the Chiefs had a 96.5% chance of winning that game. That was when we were up 24.9. And for the rest of the game, it didn't dip below 90. I'm the surprised rest of the game, it actually we had, dipped from 96 down yeah, to 90. The lowest it got was 94% yeah. after after it got to 96. That's um, conservative as well. <laughs> yeah, so for the entire second half, ESPN thinks thought that we had 90% chance of winning the game. Uh, which is, yeah, again, uh, a, a dominant performance, even though I didn't particularly love it. Uh, it was it was very dominant from the Chiefs. No, um, I, and we're hoping to obviously repeat efforts against the Jets this well, week as well. Here, here, here's my prediction of what will happen on Sunday. Okay. Uh, we're not, we're, we will knock them about, have them at arm's length the whole time, not score nearly as much points as everybody thinks or everybody wants. By the second half, Chad Henney will be in and we will be watching Raven Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, me and you were talking, Neil, weren't we, before the game? We were, um, we were. It might even... I mean, I know this is this is probably cocky Chiefs fan talking again after after the Chiefs have a couple of good wins, but we were saying before the podcast, it, it might even turn out to look like a pre-season game where we just roll out our second stringers and just sit on a comfortable lead. Um, let my home sling it for a for the first half and, and, and put up some points let Le'Veon Bell get his anger out yeah. and then bench him all and, and just the, ride the rest of the game out there's two bets I'm taking for sure is Mahomes under on the passing and Bell over on the rushing because I think they're just going to feed the ball to Le'Veon Bell to take his anger out on the Jets and Mahomes save your arms son we don't need you this week uh, and we'll have you out of there in the third yeah. quarter thanks very much yeah. it wouldn't surprise me at all if it's something like I'm thinking of the game in, I want to say Oakland last year, where we scored 
he scored three or four touchdowns in, in one quarter. Yeah, 2010, yeah. Completely yeah. took the foot off the gas, and the second half was just a known event. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if something like that, that we maybe win by 12 or 14 points, something like that. But, it, it, you know, the win probability is never below 96% either. You know, it's one of these games yeah. where the scoreline just doesn't reflect the fact that we've got them on a string. I completely agree with that. Mm, yeah, no, I, I, I agree as well, yeah. It should be a, an, an, a comfortable win. And and like I said, it's, it's like a, a lot of the Chiefs' wins this season. They've been just not blowing the fans away, not like getting the Twitter feed like exploding and, and shutting down the internet, but just getting solid wins and, and making sure the team progresses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what we need. That's all we need now. We don't yeah. need to blow people away. We yeah. just need to get the job done and impress when it matters in the playoffs. We only play three teams with a winning record the rest of the season. Wow. Yeah. You know, who, who if, are they? If uh, they are Tampa Bay, New oh, Orleans, yeah, yeah. and... Um, could be the Raiders, maybe? Are they winning record? Raiders are 500. So it could only be two, then. Tampa Bay and New Orleans, Atlanta losing record, Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Miami are three and three, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Denver losing yeah. record, Carolina losing. Re- uh, Carolina are they winning record? No, I think they're. I think they're losing record as well, actually. Yeah, I mean, here's. Yeah, three and four. So my my fear for mm. that is that we are. We end up, a little bit like the Ravens last year, where they were steamrolling, bouncing every, you know, just teams of Tom, Dick and Harry rolled into the playoffs and weren't able to lift their game. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's, that's my, I guess that'd be my challenge. That'd be where, where, the, where I can see challenge for the team is keeping the levels up and not taking wins for granted, which is to be fair, is not something you kind of associate with an Andy Reid team. I, I think he'll keep the guys very, very honest. Make sure that levels don't drop. You've got guys like we've spoken before, guys like Frank Clark, um, Tyron Matthew. You know they just set a standard and they don't. Yeah, Tyron Matthew, I think, is a big part yeah. of that. Make sure their mentality is still there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I think the difference between the Ravens and the Chiefs as well is the Ravens with Lamar Jackson have proved on multiple occasions that they they don't deal with adversity very well. They're not very good from behind. They're not very good in 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 battles. And the Chiefs have proved the opposite. They're, 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 they fight. They, they, they come back from behind. We did it three times in a row in the playoffs. We, we, we deal with adversity very well. Um, and that's why I think there's, there's a slight difference there between us and Baltimore is that they run out of gas in the playoffs because the Titans had their number and, and, and they played an extremely well game, uh, Tennessee. Hadn't and... the Ravens given their first string two weeks off because they, they rested them for the last game of yeah. the season and then they had a bye? Yep. Yeah. So that I mean that yeah. doesn't help. Well, one thing that's going to help us, I think, is that it's going to be a relatively tight race for that number one seed. The Steelers are going well. The Ravens are going to be mm. going well. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not going to walk away with the number one seed and kind of with three games to go, we've got home field advantage. I think that's going to go right down to the last game or two of the season. Um, so I think that'll keep us focused as much as anything. Yeah, especially with only one team getting a bye week this year uh, going forwards. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's the first year of that new rule as well, which I think a lot of people are actually 
because uh, it's been such a wild season a lot of people are forgetting that that there is only going to be one team with a bye week and I think that could really shake things up in the playoffs I mean seeing seven teams per conference will be weird first of all because obviously the, the, the second seed then has to play the seventh seed yeah, at, at, the moment, the moment, at the moment yeah. we'd be playing the Colts yeah yeah um, so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens when, when, when that rolls around uh, with only one team getting a bye I'm, I'm not sure what I think of it yet because obviously it, it, it gives that one team such an advantage yeah. but if you're the a, 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 NFC West right and you're going to the last game tied at the top you are throwing that game to finish second get the fifth seed and take whoever comes out of the east mm-hmm. yeah Right, I mean that's that's where the kind of the seedings. I was always a fan of if you win your division, you should be seeded. I I I don't know why. I just felt that's a, that's a reward for sorting out your own business first. But I could be convinced otherwise this year. Yeah. Just um. That's a horrible decision. Division. Yeah, 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 horrible. But that's I mean that's it. You're actually if you win if you win a division in the NFC, chances are you're going to have a harder game than um. Then didn't get in the fifth seed, which is. But that was the same last season, wasn't it? Because didn't Dallas scrape in at eight and eight, and Seattle, who were like twelve and four, had to go on the road somewhere? Wasn't that the case last season? Uh, yeah, because I, mean, I guess they would have been behind the um, uh, Niners. Yeah. Did the Eagles not win the win the East uh, last season? Could have done. Uh, as we, I, I can hear someone's keyboard tapping yeah, away. Yeah, there. It, yeah, <laughs> <it is. laughs> yeah. Um, the Cowboys snuck in, I think, as a as a wild card, eight and eight. The Eagles were nine and seven. Um, yeah, yeah to won. me, it just it just smacks of like like we said, starting out your own business first, winning as many games as you can, getting yeah. the one seed, getting the buy. I think that's um, that that's that's just number one priority. I think uh, from here out, and like you say, with the schedule looking that way. Um, I mean, at the minute of all those games, the only one you don't fancy is Tampa Bay. Really, I guess the only yeah Saints maybe they are scary. The Buccaneers are scary this season. They're yeah. getting better and better every week. Yeah, plenty of time um, to worry, worry about them later. I think it's too yeah uh, yeah <laughs> um, yeah they are yeah, trending nicely. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and that'll be a great game. I think that might be one of the better games of the season for pure watchability for the Chiefs. Um, because that might be a game where we need to stick our finger out and really, really swing the defences um, and not have these like, sort of weirdly conservative but still dominant performances that we've had recently. I think we're really going to need to swing against Tampa. Um, we have a short week there as well because we play the Raiders on the Monday night. Yeah, and we play... I, I think I've said this about four times on the podcast as well. We play the Raiders away from home as well. So we're yes. going from Las Vegas across country to Tampa, Tampa. Bay in Florida. That's going to be a tough two weeks for, for the Chiefs. Um and the Raiders are looking not obviously division contenders, but they're, they're looking decent. I mean, they've already beaten us once. It'll be like I, I feel like the Raiders game is going to be a must-win for the Chiefs now. Like we can't drop two against Las Vegas. Um, the only good thing is they're coming off a bye there, and you know Andy's like coming off a bye. Yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not losing hope against Raiders. We 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 should be okay because I feel like we'll play angry as well. Um, but then it's just having to you know have that battle and fight to play the Raiders and then keep that energy and maintain it for one of the biggest games of the season against the Buccaneers um, yeah it'll, it'll be a tough couple of weeks but I look forward to it it should be some good football I still have us finishing 13-3 and three. 
I picked that before the season. I'm still confident enough that we'll win one and lose one out of Tampa Bay and New Orleans. I wouldn't like to say which way around that goes. And then we'll screw up another game somehow. Um, maybe the last game of the season against the Chargers, possibly. Um, but yeah, 13-3, and three, is that good enough for the number one seed? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it depends how the NFC North pans yeah. out. I mean, with... Steelers I mean, and Ravens. If, yeah, if Steelers and Ravens split the season and they lose one to to the Browns, because I, th- I feel like there's more competition in the AFC North than there is in the West. Um, that that's that's a question mark still. Who's gonna come out on top? And and although I don't think it'll be the Cleveland, I think they do still put up a, like a question mark against when they play against the divisional rivals. That they're still they could cause the upset there because they they do have their moments when they flash and they, and they shine. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think the, the the Chiefs had the West reasonably locked down for now. I say with uh, hesitation, but not really. I feel like the Chiefs are, are, are strong in the West, and and the AFC North is more of a more of a challenge for for those guys. Yeah, but I mean, we were talking before we started recording. The Steelers have a pretty easy schedule coming up. You know, yeah, there's, they play the Ravens twice, and I think they play the Bills was the other one where you'd kind of go ooh. Um, but apart from that, it's like Washington, um, the Bengals twice. Um, so I'm trying to find the Steelers' uh, schedule. They play Cleveland um, once more. Yes. Um, they they had a pretty easy run of it. Yeah. Do they play? Do they play Dallas? Or... Yes, they play Dallas, the Bengals, the Jaguars. Like there's there's three bad teams in a row. Yeah. So Baltimore games sandwich either side of those three. And then they've got Washington, Buffalo, the Bengals again. The Colts could be interesting. And then the Browns to finish the season. But I could easily see... Oh, I could see them going 13-3, and three, maybe even 14-2 and two there. Yeah. If they split with Baltimore and win one of each of those two, you'd have to hope one of the Buffalo, the Colts, or Cleveland can beat them. And you really need two of those to beat them, if if they do split with Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. That they've, they've, I think they've. I mean, I know. You, you, did you predict them playing well this season, Neil? Because I, I don't. Yeah, think I, did. I did. I did. Yeah, I did. I thought they'd be a good side. I, d- I didn't well. think they'd. No, I didn't think they'd go this well. I didn't think they'd like top the division ahead of the Ravens. Um, but I, I thought they'd be good, but I didn't think they'd be this good. But then again, who have they played like? They haven't really had like any real kind of big tests. Yeah, I think Tennessee like the, was their first big competition. Yeah, um, like the Giants, Denver, Houston, Philly. Like their first four games, none of them are particularly good sides and they didn't blow any of them away, really. The first team they blew away was Cleveland and they can be real hit and miss. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I, um, I I don't know. I I think they're a good side, but I don't I don't know that they're a great side, just because they haven't really beaten anyone good yet. Yeah, no, I can see that. They're certainly interesting. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they've yeah. got they, they they seem to have got everything together against these these average teams, good teams. Uh, mm. Yeah, not nothing to blow you away though. No, I do see that. But you can only beat the teams that you play against. Yeah, they? no, of course. They've done that. They've done yeah, that. yeah. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And they're the only undefeated team left in the league now, obviously, after yes. beating Tennessee and then the Seahawks losing on Monday night. Um, yeah, we'd have to wait and see, I guess. It's an interesting season, that's for sure. It's panning out to be a really good one. Mm. Yeah. Do we want to call the Jets game? Um, what score? Yeah. Why not? Let's just see how wild we can go. Thirty-one <laughs> ten. Chiefs, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- I think that puts us at just about covering the twenty-one twenty points. Yeah, thirty-one ten. Okay. Um, I think. Yeah, it's a similar sort of thing. I mean, 30... I'll, I'll say 30... Yeah, 30-10. I've got one point less. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'll take 34-14. It's just it's not an Andy Reid's nature to stomp on people. It's not it's just not his... They get, they, when the game get out, I think that's the main thing. And my advice to, to Chiefs Kingdom is just think before you tweet during and after the game. It doesn't like If we don't score 60, it doesn't matter. Don't panic. Like the most important this this season of any other of any season, it's just about winning. Winning play sixteen games, win as many of them as you can. Sixteen individual games. I think um if we don't score sixty against the Jets, it doesn't matter. If the Jets score twenty against us and we get twenty one, it doesn't really matter as long as you get a win. You sound like uh, Eric. Points the differential doesn't count. Oh, something out of the enemy. You said I yeah. wasn't lovely. What? Oh. When he said the uh, the the only the only letter that matters is the W. So he oh. said in the press conference. Did you see it? It was it was, uh, it was a really I'm, lovely speech from him. I, I don't know if it's. Um, uh, I was saying this to Lynn uh, this week, I think, and she glazed over. I don't blame her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was watching. Did you do that asking, much when you talked? Well, to no. She was like, well, <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Who's your bigger man crush, Greg Dieter or Eric Bieniemy? Oh, Eric Bieniemy at the moment. Really? Oh, I just he's. I don't know if it's because so much of it's been done online, so you're getting kind of more EB. I, d- I don't know. But <laughs> he's EB now, is he? Oh, <laughs> just, Sorry, I, I, I give him his full time. I just, there. but I just, I can't, I can't. I, I'm seeing a lot more of him this year than we did in the last couple of years. Oh, and what? He's just such a dude. Yeah. Do you think Andy's putting him forward more, like for the press conferences and such, to get him that exposure, to get him the head coaching job, or do you think that's just part and parcel of what he's doing and you just haven't noticed before now? Um, but both, I wouldn't be surprised. I think I think Andy Reid is, he would, he would never stand in someone's way to get a to get a big job. It's not his it's not his nature, and I think that he sees it as. A badge of honour on himself. Yeah, he sees yeah. it as a as a feather in his own cap that he's passing guys on to these jobs. Yeah. And um, he's already got a great coaching tree as well, Andy Reid. Um, I mean, is it? I think Ron Riviera is from Andy Reid. Uh, I think Doug Peterson is from Andy yeah, Reid as you well. You could name half the league. Yeah, so there's two Reed. Super Bowl head coaches just just off the top of my head. Uh, one of them won, obviously, uh, in Philadelphia. Um, isn't yeah, Ga- isn't Adam Gase from the Jets part of his tree? We're talking about good, good ones, Neil. Sorry, yeah. Well, I'm just putting out part of his tree. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any any head coach position is successful for any head coach that, that allows, that can help push a, a guy on, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's it's, it's impressive to the amount of guys that have come up through Andy Reid uh, and gone on to have success. And I guess um, we've got. Um... Uh, I might get this. Mike Kafka is that his Mike name? Mike Kafka, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. is he the QB's coach? Yeah. You know, so we've got yeah. like 
we're talking about teams. We, t- we spoke earlier about you know the draft or whatever. Teams planning well and teams not planning well, right? Matt Nagy left. Yeah. Bienemy steps up. Bienemy is the next head coach out. Fine, we've got Mike Kafka. You know, there's a yeah. plan there, a, a, a succession plan. We know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it seems it, very organic with the Chiefs as well. It seems yeah. very just natural. This is just the natural progression of of, of Andy Reid's coaching training. He's done it before, and, and and I feel like he can just continue doing it because he is. I, th- I feel like he's a very good mentor for like young coaches and up and coming coaches who then become coordinators who then go on to head coaching roles. Because mm-hmm. um, he's got a great history with it, and I think he'll have a great future with it as well. With like, with Eric Bieniemy and, and Co. Things like this is just pissing me off when folk are like, "Oh, you've got Mahomes. You lucked out. He can do anything." You know. Get the fuck off! Like, <laughs> it's like it's such a it's such a cheap, easy take to try yeah. and to say that. You know, this is a very well run organization. There is lots yeah. of things going on yeah. behind the scenes that that allow Patrick Mahomes to throw the ball sixty odd yards. It doesn't ha- it, it, like not, all these things don't happen by accident. It's it, it's a it, it's a hugely well run organization from the inside out, and it's not a surprise that we're very good on the field. Those two things go hand in hand. You don't get badly run organisations in Super Bowls. That, that reminds me of, uh, of, I think it was one of my Facebook memories during the week, and it was talking about the Scott Peely area, era, um, which is going back 10 years or mm. more now. But over his four years as general manager, the Chiefs were outscored by 430-something points by their oppositions. Like, he was a bad general manager, the team was badly yeah. run, and they played badly. It's the complete opposite of where we're at now. Mm. Yeah, we have, yeah, we have such a good, like, well-oiled machine just all around from top to bottom. Uh, I yeah. think the Chiefs organisation is, is, is stellar, and hopefully it allows us to have continued success. Uh, because we yeah, are trending in that direction, I feel. <laughs> isn't Mike Kafka, doesn't he follow us on Twitter? Am I right in thinking that? Does he? I really? think he does, yeah. I'm fairly sure he does. Huh. See? Game, was it game, game recognises game somewhere? Yeah, game recognises yeah, game, 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 yeah. Let's see, Mike Kafka. Mike Kafka follows you, yes. Yes, he does, yeah, I thought so. We've got more followers than him as well. <laughs> <laughs> Not to boast. <laughs> yeah, um, so he does. Yeah. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, uh, uh, like I say, it's um, I love Eric Bieniemy, um, and I'll be gutted when he goes. And I think that when Eric Bieniemy gets a job and is really good at it, it's going to be a little bit like the Mahomes draft, where there's going to be a lot of teams navel gazing about why they passed on him, because a lot of teams had the chance to get him. I think he interviewed last year. Um, I said before, like the the reasons that he doesn't have a job are not for men like us to to speculate on too hard. I don't suppose, but. He's going to be a good head coach, I think, and chances are he could have a good team as well. But there's the Texans needing the coach. Cowboys could easy move on. The thing with the Texans is they're in salary cap and draft hell. Yeah, but then I, I guess if you, they've got Watson as a quarterback, but they've got no first or a second round pick, and I think they've got no first round the following year either. No, they have. Yeah, they don't have any first round picks in the next two years. I mean, I guess that comes down to. They gave Bill O'Brien quite a long time, so oh, yeah, I mean, if you long. if you get the but if you've got someone that gives you a bit of patience, you know, and gives you a chance, because the you, you don't have to realise if you if you get dropped in, if you don't have a coach, there's a reason for that. Yeah. 
So if you drop someone in and then don't give them any time to sort stuff out, then I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't how, want... how about Patriots go two and fourteen, sack Belichick, and Bienemy gets a job? <laughs> I would give you long odds on that. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, um, I'd be gutted to see him go. Uh, I'm going. I'm, he's really growing on me. Um, He's 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 one of my chief stars of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, he's 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 done wonders. Mm. Cool. So, will we move on to some questions? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we um. Uh, well, I hadn't intended to speak this long about the uh, <laughs> the Broncos and Jets, uh, but it's a good thing that we did. Uh, we've got a lot to take it over. So we asked for some questions on the social media, and we got quite a few in. So. Um, We'll start with what well, we start with some guy called Tom O'Neary. Um, Never heard of him. Yeah, uh, he'd be off. Did you guys? Did you? Did you guys speak about his uh, his news last week? Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we did touch on it. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations to him. He'll be off planning his wedding or whatever tonight, getting dragged yeah. around, uh, looking at venues and shit. Yeah, like that. all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Bands and whatever. So I that's. Um, days. I mean the. Uh, I guess that's another one off the shelf though from the. Uh, are heads abroad uh, stable. Owen, what were you? Are you single, married, single, other Owen? Uh, I have a girlfriend. Uh, not married yet. <laughs> right. So Owen's. No. Laid, uh, I'm sorry, girls. I've got your hopes up there and dashed them. Um, <laughs> Shot them down straight away. <laughs> uh, right. Let's ask Tom's question. So <laughs> he said, uh, "We actually, I think it's quite a good question. Mm. Um, knowing what we know now, if the Chiefs had first pick of the 2020 draft, who would you have taken?" Oh, he said first pick. Mm. Uh, when I first read that, I meant I read would we who we pick with our own pick of the draft. I, I, mean, I would still have, I would still have done what I would have done back in March April time, and I'd have gone cornerback. Um, I, I would have gone with. I'd probably have stuck with Gladney or someone like that, who I would have gone with at the time. Mm-hmm. I still think it's our weakest position and it's our biggest need. Owen, what about you? The draft seems quite a long time ago. A lifetime yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, it does. It really does. Um, I mean, I, I'm my obvious pick, just for pure temptation's sake, is Chase Claypool. Um, I don't know whether that's more because I want him on the Chiefs or because looking at the way that Pittsburgh's been, because I want him away from the Steelers. Um, but yeah, I, I, Chase Claypool's been great for the Steelers, um, and he would he would be great in this Chiefs offense. And I feel like there's, Chiefs Twitter has been very um, tricky with Chiefs receivers this year. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, Miko Hardman talk and and how valuable he is he to this Chiefs offense. There's been a lot of like talk around Demarcus Robinson as well, and then obviously Kaiser the tight end came under fire a bit. Um, so yeah, I think having a guy like Chase Claypool, which uh, just would have been amazing. Um, or if, or I would have gone offensive line. I mean, the Browns' offensive line uh, rookie that they drafted, he's been playing well. Um, and obviously, we've had a lot of injuries along the offensive line. So one of those two, receiver yeah. or offensive line. I think that's a good answer. That kind of leads on to another question we got from... Uh, let me see. This one is on Twitter. Um, I'll find out who it was, but the question is basically, if you... Um, ignoring the the salary cap, if you could have one player from any other team, who would you who would you take? We actually we asked something like something similar at the start of the season. 
Um, we did. Who would you have? But who would you, if you could take one player now, having watched whatever we are, halfway through the season, who would you take? That's from Anthony Jacobs uh, on Twitter. Um, I'm looking at a very, very similar sort of answer. Um, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is a very, a very tempting uh, answer for me. I mean, he leads the league in receiving yards. And personally, outside the Chiefs, he is just my favourite player in the league. I've always loved DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's such a good player. Um, so yeah, he, he's he's a choice for me. Other than that, at any if any top offensive guard in the league, because um, offensive line issues yeah. have have been quite severe for the Chiefs this season. So any top end offensive lineman uh, or DeAndre Hopkins for me. Yeah, I think. Um, this your man from the Colts, the guard Quinton Nelson. Nelson yeah, who, Quinton Nelson's a great shout. He he would probably be, he'd be the not flashy but very effective choice. Um, I think when we did this at the start of the season, I said McCaffrey would have been my choice as kind of a receiving running back, but that was before we drafted Edward Solaire. Um Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Quinton Nelson. I'd just stick with the not flashy choice who would be the most effective one. For me, it depends if you're going best player available, who's not a quarterback, obviously, in which case you're probably somewhere along the DeAndre Hopkins, maybe Aaron Donald kind of, you know, something like that. You know, you're on that. Or are you you picking specifically as a need for the team, in which case I think think someone on the O-line, Nelson's as good a pick as any. Uh, Speaking of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Question from Guy is why can't Edwards Hilaire gain short yardage in the red zone? Blocking isn't good enough. Yep. I think that would be the quick answer to that one. Um, I mean, I think we were, we're chatting in a, again our WhatsApp group, and I can't remember who said, but uh, the touchdown that, was it Darwin Thompson or Daryl Williams got? Uh, the other week was our first red zone rushing touchdown and that's into week six I think it was week five week six so I not so sure it's a CEH issue like you say as much as it's um, maybe along the O-line which again it's been mentioned um, before really as a it's not um, I guess it's had issues this year yeah I still I still take exception to some of the O-line uh, shade especially from the Raiders game because we still we gave them 40 points so I'm still not having it that's the O-line's fault um, in that game and I guess next question from Liam Horsley who's on our Twitter as well um, speaking of the the Raiders game uh, Kaiser had a bit of a faux pas in that game and he asks would we prefer Ricky Seals-Jones to get more action as tight end two instead of um, Yelder or Kaiser who are more blockers or special teamers personally I'd rather have three wide receivers than Kelsey um, and not go with two tight ends much at all that would be my personal preference um, you know we we have Pringle we have Hardman we have Hill, we have Kelsey when he's healthy we have Watkins Demarcus Robinson sits in there as well. Like, and even Demarcus Robinson would be a better option than Kaiser on the field, if you're looking at throwing passes. So, um, I, I just I would go 
three wide and that you know I, I wouldn't go near Kaiser yeah I mean especially I mean not only in the Raiders game but um, the, the, the our, our last game against Denver as well he lost a fumble didn't he Kaiser um, he did yes he did he, he, he's not had a great season for the Chiefs um, but if we're talking purely Seal Jones over Yeldon and Kaiser um, yeah I think I think Seal Jones deserves some more time especially the way that Kaiser has been playing uh, unfortunately for him it's, it's just not gone his way this season uh, I would like to see Seal Jones get more time I mean he was injured at the beginning of the season am I right in thinking that Seal Jones he, I think sure. he took a while to come into the lineup yeah. I think I think he might have had some injuries at the beginning of the year um, but yeah I would like to see him have, have some more snaps ahead of the other Titans on on the roster because he, he he did he did play well I think it was was he at Arizona before the Chiefs um, I can't remember exactly where he was um, but he I remember him his name cropping up occasionally uh, as out of, like as as a catcher um, so I'd like to see, I'd like to see him get more snaps ahead of the other Titans yeah I think it'd be good to I see. want to say he was at the Browns but I'm going to look him up now I'm um, going to pass my Ricky Seals Jones knowledge is. Uh... Yeah, he was at the Cardinals and then he was at the Browns. Oh, right, came, both right. He came to the Chiefs <laughs> from the Browns. Points to everyone. Yeah. Right, the next question is the most asked question from Chiefs Kingdom this year. What's up with Butker? Uh, why can we consistently kick 58-yard field goals but he can't knock over the PATs? That's from Andrew Brown in our Facebook group. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew. Absolutely no idea. <laughs> It's been a really weird one, hasn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, was there not talks about perhaps it was it was the holds from uh, Tommy Townsend? Has he been holding our, our kicks this yeah. year? Because obviously he's new. Um, to, to, he's to holding being the that. 58-yard field goals as yeah, well. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It's strange. I'm not sure you um, can pin it on him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there was because I, I think he didn't. He did muff one of the PATs. Like he did misplace one of the one of the PATs um, early in the year. But it's so strange that like 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 the question says that we're just missing these these PATs and yet making 58-yard field goals. It seems so strange. Um, so, yeah, like Neil, I really don't have an answer. I mean, my, my initial thoughts was Tommy Townsend, but, but it, it, again, like you said, it does seem strange that he's just nailing these 58 yards. So. Yeah, and Tommy Townsend has wonderful hair, so... Yeah. No yeah. Shade on him. It's, yeah. It's, it's one of these things where it's not a problem until it's a problem. Until we lose a game by one point. Yeah. It's not yeah. I mean, my, yeah. my solution would be, we've seen how Patrick Mahomes deals with two pointers just go for two yeah <laughs> yeah you know, I think we should I'd have no f- problem with that we're what two or two I think this year on them just keep going for two it's fine um, the next questions are from um, Facebook as well and I guess I'm kind of going to lump them all in as one because they kind of come back to a lot of stuff that we've been talking about um, from one's from Mike is there a strategy as to why we're running games um, why we're running more rather than throwing is Mahomes covering an injury from Paul, is the team this year's team potentially better than last year's team? And from Alan, um, last year was more fun to watch than this year, but this year we're perhaps in more control. Do we agree or do we think something's not quite right? And I guess I put them all on because it's almost it comes down to the like you were saying before, Owen, is it as easy to watch? Is it more effective? The stats tell us that we are the most efficient attacking team in the league, yet sometimes it doesn't look that way. Discuss. Yeah, yeah. I think we, we, we've touched on this on, on, the, on the podcast already. Um, the Chiefs haven't been blowing away their fans as much in terms of highlight 
real plays and 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 those sort of games but we've just been consistently great and more of a balanced team i feel um i don't think patrick holmes is, is covering in an, an injury um like mike might have touched on um i think it's just it's just a game plan we don't need to go ahead and 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 blow everyone out the water and and show up on it on on everyone's twitter feeds every week i feel like we're just being smart we're consistently winning football games and and we're doing a good job of it without needing to 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 look all flashy i think save it for the playoffs when we need it i think it's partly the way teams are playing against us in that they're a lot of teams have this plan of rush with four and drop the rest or rush with three and drop the rest and they're basically saying you're not going to beat us with a deep pass and if you can do 12 or 13 yard or 12 or 13 play drives and still score touchdowns and still beat us then fair enough um, the downside to that is that we've done that uh, frequently <laughs> so I'm not sure how much of a winning strategy it is for other teams Um but I, I think a lot of it is to do with... I think what Alan said was absolutely right. We're we're as good a team as last year. We're more balanced, but it's not as fun to watch because we're not attacking teams as much as we were, partly because they're not giving us the opportunity to and partly because we just don't need to. Yeah, I think that the word control is the, is the key one there. Yeah. I think we're in balance, you said as well, that... I guess the last couple of years we haven't had a player like Clyde Edwards for there, that sort of runner that you can really lean on in the, the past in the past game as well. It opens up so much more options and I think it's it's one of these ones where I want a victim of his own success isn't right, but just because Mahomes isn't slinging at fifty yards doesn't mean that there's something wrong, it doesn't mean he can't. It just means that almost we don't have to. And I wonder we we spoke a couple of weeks ago about like some of the games that we lost before, like these massive shootouts against the Patriots and the Rams and whatever, where we're scoring 50-odd points. And that's because we had to, because the defence sucked. Yeah. Teams could yeah. score on us. Up. Just, I mean, there was one point where it was Mahomes through his first dozen or so games that like he'd never he'd never scored less than like 36 points or something. Mm. And that's because he had to. Right? And, that, and that, It's almost like that masks, like his, his brilliance was masking the fact that the defence just could not stop anyone scoring points on us so if we were even to be competitive in the game he was having to score 30 and 40 points and now we've got a defence which I think ranks depends on the metrics easy top half yeah. of the league yeah yeah, oh, yeah easy yeah. yeah you just you don't have to score all those points so mm. and um, yeah it's strange that we we only scored 11 less points against the Broncos last week than we did against the Rams in, in 2018 it doesn't seem like that at all I mean we we really put up numbers against the Broncos. I mean, we scored 43, and against yeah. the Rams, we, we scored 54. We're less than two touchdowns less than, than what we put up against the Rams. So we are still getting those numbers up there, but it's just we don't need to anymore because the yeah. other team's not getting 51. So it's, yeah, it's, it's strange to think that we only scored 11, 11 less. And I think it does come down to what Alan's saying, like that then they might not be as fun to watch anymore, the Chiefs, but I feel a lot more comfortable watching games this year um i feel a lot more at ease watching games because i feel like we, we have that rhythm we have that that dependability now with, with with both the offense and the defense uh and i think the broncos game showed it with with, with all the sides playing well yeah something tells me that if we can get really get the passing game going with clyde and bell that we might all of a sudden be really good fun yeah the offense they had one mm. 
there was one play, I think it only happened once, maybe a couple of times, where they split them out wide on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I saw uh, that. I just yeah. Thought, oh, what? Oh, a few of the defence. Here we what? go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just going yeah. Fake, fake screen to one side and then screen it back to the other. That yeah. that's coming. You can put that in right yeah. <laughs> But it's just it's a, but how would you defend that? Right? If you're the defenders, if you're the you linebacker can't. or whatever, the safety looking going, Oh Jesus Christ. Just yeah. you go, Do you know what? Let's just blitz and get over it. Like you know, it's fine, just just whatever, like just let's just do something. Yeah, saying about the defence there though, we've only conceded more than twenty points once this season. You know, we we've only needed to score twenty one points to win any game except for the Raiders game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean that's you can't say that we're not playing well, and that's it no. but when you, it's when different. It's just different. Yeah, when you're a team, when you've got a player like Patrick Mahomes, all eyes are drawn to him, and it's like if he's not going for 500 yards and 50, you know 50 touchdowns over a season, it feels like we're not playing well, and it's probably not true. Mm. Anyway, sorry. In summary, nothing to worry about, right? Yeah. Two, two, two yeah. more questions to get through. Um, who has been from David Curry? Who's been your favourite rookie not named Clyde? He likes. Um, I forgot his first name now. Wharton. What's Wharton's yeah. first name? Uh, T- Tyron. There we go. Tyron Wharton. Um, what about you guys? I I, I was really warming to uh, Lajarius Sneed mm. before yeah. he got before he got injured. Looking forward to seeing mm. him get back. What about you guys? See if you guys enjoyed. Willie Gay looked interesting against Denver. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think the more snaps Willie Gay's been getting, the more impressive he's been, uh, which I think is only, only only good to see. Uh, I think the more we see of him, that the more we'll be impressed. So, although I'm not, I'm not complete. Like, yes, I'm in love with Willie Gay. Like, he's he's amazing. Um, I think that the more we see him, that the more we'll like him. So, I think I'm going to go with Willie Gay for that one, yeah. like you, Neil. Yeah. If that's what you're I, I think if Snead had still been healthy now. I think we would have all had a man crush on Sneed. Yeah, yeah. Because he was fifth round, wasn't he? Yeah. Or fourth. Fifth. Fourth, yeah, fourth yeah fifth, I mean, yeah. For, for such a late round pick, it, is, it was such a great steal yeah. for us in those I mean, first, was it, three games of the season? Yeah. I mean, he well, led the league in interceptions. His, his interceptions were relatively simple. The ball kind of landed to his hands. But well, you yeah. have to be standing there. Yeah, in the right place. You know, to, to get them, yeah, in the right place. And they really build confidence as well for him to mm. go after the ball. Yeah. And he yeah, covered but, well as well. He, he was just... Uh, aside from the interceptions, he, he he was playing well against some some good talent yeah. in the first couple of weeks. Um, yeah. he, he, I mean, he, aside from the interceptions, which yeah, you could say they kind of fell to him. But like you said, positioning's so key for a cornerback. And also, aside from that, he was like I said, he was just playing really well in coverage. Right, and the, the last question is from Luke, and I've, I've left this to last because it is the Halloween scary doomsday question. <laughs> if if someone else drafted Patrick Mahomes. Ahead of us, who would we have at quarterback? I'd love to see Kyler Murray back there. I'd love to see what Andy Reid could do with a quarterback like him that is as good a runner as he is a passer. And he is a good passer as well. I'd I'd put him as a, a much better passer than Lamar Jackson and a different kind of runner, but probably as good. I'd love to see Kyler Murray back there. Yeah, it'd be fun. It would definitely be fun to see Colin Murray. Um, but I think Deshaun Watson. I mean, I think we will go in quarterback in 2017. And I think the good thing about that 2017 draft is that Watson was still on the board. 
So I feel like if someone had 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 snuck in with Mahomes, I mean, I know there was talks about the Jets, wasn't there? That come up this week that apparently the Jets showed some sign of interest in in drafting Patrick. Um, and I think if someone did take him before us, I think Watson was just sitting there. I think we would have taken him because he was. I mean, he won the national championship that year, um, and he was. I, some people thought he was number one prospect in that draft at quarterback. So, yeah, I think it would have been Watson. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. I think uh, the interesting thing from, like you say, the Jets chat with Mahomes when they asked him about it, he said he'd been to see the Jets, and you know, he assumed that if he had the the kind of chats that they'd had, that they'd be interested. And then he said, "No, it's fine. They drafted um, his, his, uh, his name's just gone out of my head. The guy who's now gone on to Seattle, Jamal Adams. It's Jamal Adams, yeah. yeah. Mm. They drafted him, so yeah. he knows he could name the ten people drafted ahead of him. Probably the schools they came from. Probably all their stats. <laughs> probably yeah. who traded up. All that sort of stuff. That is." burnt into his mind he knows that there are scores to be settled and even if they take the length of his career he will do it I think um, I don't think he's a man to be slighted uh, I love that about him yeah I love that you need that to be a great player yeah, yeah. it's great anyway um, that's all the questions thank you very much to everyone who did that um, I think we'll, we'll try and do that again at some point um, yeah we definitely should that was good fun when there's um Maybe a slightly less interesting game to speak about, shall we say? Once we've, once we've, once we've steamrolled Tom Brady uh, yeah. and had two pick sixes, Dan Sorensen's oh Dan Sorensen's going to have a pick six against Brady, isn't he? Oh, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> right, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, right, so when we steamrolled when we steamrolled the Bucks and we are whatever will be twelve and one or whatever at that point, we'll do one of these again. Um, we can always do a podcast in the second half of the Jets game if, if, if that one gets really dry. <laughs> we can get that one started early. <laughs> so, what are you watching? Uh, just the reader on a Strictly Come Dancing? Uh, <laughs> Jason Belt. Oh, he can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's Bell. not good, though. Oh, so bad. I haven't anyway. actually watched it yet. I haven't watched Jason Belt. Um, he wasn't, I'm, I'm wasn't quite great in this first one. He's not as light on his though. feet as you want uh, a sportsman to be. That's why he was like a fourth round or fourth string quarterback or cornerback. Sorry, harsh, harsh. <laughs> Foot, footwork wasn't there. Right. Well, so it's now. And on that note, <laughs> it's now it's now, it's now twenty two forty three. We've been chatting for over an hour, so I yeah. will let everybody away. Thank you all for your company. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, do the rate, review, subscribe thing. Find us on on all the social medias. And um, come and enjoy the game with us on Sunday. Uh, we'll be on the Facebook and Twitter pages as usual. Um, I know we've said it will be boring, but it won't. Um, if you've <laughs> we'll got this far, right. if you've got this far, if you've got this far in the podcast, then you are definitely joining us. So <laughs> we will um, see you on Sunday uh, from one kingdom to another. Thank you very much. <laughs>